White Claw doesn't fucking, you know what? White Claw doesn't even deserve that. <laughs> Sorry, White Claw, you gotta earn that shit, okay? I saw, I saw, the, okay, so you know how I've asked Pedialyte to sponsor us, and they're like, I'm sorry, we don't have, <laughs> and then and they then, sent you a box? Well, not me. Bitches. But oh, they sent they, someone else a they box? They sent yeah. a shit ton of people boxes, I kept seeing, because we follow them, and so I, I tweeted them, and I was like, feeling kind of left out, and they were like, we'll let you know, I'm like, okay. This is, everyone, go blow, all five of you, I want you to blow <laughs> Pedialyte the fuck up. And tell them to send Red Rum and Red Wine podcast a box. Because, hello, this is the Red Rum and Red Wine podcast. The podcast where we talk about murder, mystery, mishaps, and desperately needing someone to sponsor us. Uh, and hi, also, we need hydration. <laughs> Two, Pedialyte. We're great sponsors. And I'm Sarah. Hi. <laughs> Sorry, we just... We're really passionate about hydration. You know, H2O, Pedia. I'll Light. say the rest if you uh, if you pay me for it. Uh-huh. 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 Because usually I drink the off-brand anyway. But I'll drink yours if you sponsor us. But yeah, guys. Welcome. Welcome to our podcast. Uh, if you are hearing this on audio only... Stop what you're doing. Unless you're driving a car, please keep going. And go check out our YouTube because uh, we're trying something new. We got a lot of comments about not liking the red screen. So we're trying recording. Does that make sense? I don't know. How how do you say that you're... Because like with audio, okay. you record too. Yeah, so... Just help me out here. Uh, I got you. <laughs> mm, love it. <laughs> so mm, we got this <laughs> <laughs> we're professionals we are trying something new um and hopefully it sticks and continues if we get it right if we kind of figure out what we're doing here we have started uh publishing our videos Video. of our mm -hmm. podcast not just our audio um so if you are just listening to the audio it should be sound about the, the same, same but if we mention Hopefully. anything about you know visuals it's because we are recording a video and we are going mm -hmm. to try and do that from now on and yeah. so fingers crossed yes and uh, our videos will be on our youtube because we have gotten some comments about us just only having our audio and whatever we wanted to do videos eventually anyways so here we are here you get are. to see our faces while we talk. Now you get to see the... I don't know. <laughs> our, I don't think we're ready. I don't think... I, I don't actually think I'm ready for it. But um, yeah, let's put... Let's put some fucking video recording for my future employers to see. Hi. Put on I, I only do this on weekends and during responsible hours. Let's get into it. <laughs> Heck Yeah. Oh, well, I guess we should talk about what we're drinking first. That's like 
so for those who are new we talk about morbid shit weird shit mysterious shit we talk about things that happen that tend to be on the uh creepy spooky sad or downright just like fucked up yeah side so and we (laughs) drink while we do it so grab a drink grab a snack and yeah this is a little bit of a different podcast or episode though (laughs) um we are doing what we call a drunk mystery in history so we are it's a little new to the 40 some episodes we've done so the first week of the month we do what we call is a drunk mystery in history we drink a few extra white claws and we talk about shit that we find uh extra fucked up in history yeah and um Mm -hmm. yeah so as Kristen mentioned first week of every month we just released this one drunk history drunken mystery in history rather mm-hmm. than our normal two episodes a week so welcome Oop. welcome um. welcome mm-hmm. what are you drinking today oh yeah oh oh my beloved three dollar walmart oak leaf oh she's in visual visual and you guys focus. get to see the bottle and the label for the first time not just my mangy description and I can attest, best $3 wine I've had. Really? Oak Leaf sponsor? Oak Leaf? You know, we should Oak probably Leaf? look them up on socials. I'm like, mm, you know what? Yeah, I think uh, I think you're going to get a tag after this one. <laughs> but... Because hmm. I ingest more Oak Leaf than I do water. That probably. is what Jesus would have wanted. So You know what? Jesus, I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So... For my story today, I guess let's just get into it. I am going to be doing the drunken mystery on um, how Christmas actually became a child's holiday and how that kind of turned deadly. Oh. Why is that? Let's fall. Oh. Mystery. What's the mystery? Let's find out. <laughs> I'm not used to this. Yes. I've, I feel like I'm recording uh, an episode for the first time again. So if we sound extra cheesy, that's why. Please forgive me. Yeah. And if, if okay, <laughs> Kristen bought me a lava lamp for my birthday. Mm-hmm. I haven't mentioned that yet um, on the podcast because we have like this kind of inside joke from that one episode about my mind being like a lava lamp. And yeah, go check out that episode if you want to be a part of the inside. It's journey. called like a lava lamp. And <laughs> so I have the lava lamp sitting like over there on a dresser and I literally can't stop staring at it. It's and it fits the green lights. I was like, oh, it's just such an aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I if you just catch me like stuff. staring that way, I'm so sorry. <laughs> if you catch me um not staring at the camera, it's because I'm staring at myself. So <laughs> or at my notes. <laughs> okay so before i get started i wanted to give a huge shout out to absolute history they are actually on the youtube and they gave me the idea for the subject um when i was just kind of like clicking around on their series so they actually have a series called hidden killers which highly 10 out of 10 recommend they have a crap ton of episodes about all different types of stuff um 
so yeah i'll have it linked in the resources down below but definitely excuse (laughs) whoa Uh, definitely go check them out if you are on the youtube as well i'm starting off with uh kind of a bummer uh it's just some historical facts but some we'll get into it so uh you know before 19th century for those who did not know uh the world was filled with child labor (laughs) like we we worked them kids uh literally like to death (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) we liked child labor laws um before you know ethics became a thing because we would typically pay children less money and yeah and they were nimble and small and mm-hmm, had they energy tiny little places <laughs> and because they were you know children they wouldn't think to make any type of union or anything against right. the company for like treating them bad it's just so fucked up uh, <laughs> they're like yeah don't gotta worry about that so hire all the child babies um and it was also a law that if you worked as a child, you couldn't attend school or, like, get an education. So it was essentially this kind of way to make this, you know, cynical cycle that we always have of, like, we want to keep them in poverty. So just don't let Cynical them cycle of mishaps. <laughs> exactly. Check out that episode as well. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was just basically another way to keep the classes in check and basically keep them in poverty and it would uh, take a lord so right now i'm talking about the uk i will get into the us later um and as for other places well i'm not speaking for all other places but a lot of other places still do have child labor laws unfortunately so take with that what you will but don't look at us because we're not any better you will find out why so in 1851 we have a lord anthony ashley cooper who becomes lord shaftesbury in 1851 and he decides that's kind of fucked up what we're doing um i don't really like that maybe we should not have you know children working for adults she thought um it, the thought was originally inspired I uh, was originally inspired by a major catastrophe that had happened in 1838 where 26 children between the ages of 7 through 17 would die after a coal mining pit named the Huskar pit flooded after this like freak storm just like brushed in and there wasn't enough time to get these kids out and so after all of these children died i'm assuming that the public got pretty angry and was like oh what the fuck um and so they were like well shit maybe we should do something about this so queen victoria would order an inquiry that was led by the lord shaftesbury and this would prohibit all underground work for women boys girls anyone who is under the age of 10 um (laughs) and women sorry (laughs) well under the age of 10 it's like okay you're 11 you can climb down holes and mine shit (laughs) well and it (laughs) so (laughs) sorry and this is 
mind you, just for underground work. So if you had a business, like if you had a farm, let's say, and you needed someone to do the farm work for you, you could easily get your seven-year-old to go out and do that because it's not technically underground right. work. So he fortunately would push for harder laws. I don't know if that's, or like exactly at what year that that happened. Um, but at some point it would be made in the UK mandatory for anyone under the age of 10 to go into an education system. And if anyone that was age 10 to 14 happened to be working that they only be employed for a half of of a day so that they could I guess like go to school or be educated I sorry I said that weird but I tried to find the year Uh, I couldn't get the exact year sorry I didn't do that hard of research on it but um it was sometime after 1851 unlike the UK though uh us Americans, sorry, if you don't know, we're, uh, we're from America. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't catch on quite as quick, okay? <laughs> it, it took us some time. I'm, I'm, it's actually kind of embarrassing to, uh, America is really embarrassing sometimes, okay? Yeah, I'm actually kind of embarrassed and, when I like, saw this. Like, since the fucking birth of America, embarrassing. It's the birth of America was embarrassing. Embarrassing. And Embarrassante. Uh, hello. Because child labor laws in the States, uh, you know, essentially carried the agricultural and handicraft economy on their little baby backs. So a lot of farms would have like six, seven kids. So the kids could then proceed to go and work on the farm. The more kids you have, the more free labor you have. The more hands you have. Mm. <laughs> and uh, we, we really took that to heart. So when the Industrial Revolution came, we transitioned into moving kids into factories. And you have to think, this is America, 1900s. Nothing is regulated. There are no safety codes. Uh, unclean, cramped. Tiresome. Yikes. You're, you are going to be shocked with the shit that I'm saying that happens in 2007. So, yeah, only imagine the 1800s. Yeah. It gives you an idea. What the but, fuck? Uh, fun fact, not so fun fact. In 1900, 18% of all American workers were under the age of 16. 18%. So, uh, it's not like a huge number. It's enough. It's to, enough. That's what I It's more say. than one. It's more than zero. That's all it's, it needs to be. Oh, you know, even Under if it was 16, like three, I would have been like, okay. I didn't. I don't <laughs> even think I had my first job at sixteen. I worked at Bill Miller's for my first job. <laughs> Mine was Palm Beach tan. <laughs> I would have rather done that. Oh, they made me lift the hot bins. I hated that. Yeah. I mean, they. I got free tanning. Day, <laughs> I would have rather had that. <laughs> um and so yes uh you did hear the year that i just said right so like i had previously said 1851 was when shant i'm so sorry i forgot his name he had like six names right he did (laughs) well his his uh earl name is not like his real name his lord name i don't know yeah chef Shaftesbury. <laughs> Lord Shaftesbury <laughs> came into the picture in 1851. Um, yeah, 1900s, we're still talking about child labor laws in the United States. <clears throat> um, 
In fact, it would take until 1904 when the National Child Labor Committee was organized that we started to see people make an attempt, not even really put any regulation on it or put any laws to say, hey, but they were just like, this is pretty bad. Maybe we should start doing something about this. In 1938 is when we finally see any type of limitation on child labor laws and children under the age of 16 were prohibited from manufacturing or mining jobs. So keep in mind any other business that is not under manufacturing or mining, they can still work. Um, And it would take until 1949 to stop all businesses from hiring are we baby children to do the work of the adults holy crap uh yeah and like i had mentioned in the beginning there are unfortunately still countries to this day that still use child labor laws um probably a lot of companies that we would be shocked and surprised to hear about closed captions please don't type (laughs) (laughs) they don't type what you don't say oh (laughs) it's just like the closed caption muttering incoherently (laughs) speaking have you seen that thing where like you have subtitles on and it's supposed to tell you what it says in another language but then it just says like speaking russian and not actually what they say I, th- I think you can actually, there's uh, something I read that you can, like, hire people to type the captions for you. Or I guess if you get big enough, like, sometimes your fans will do it. I literally don't know anything about this. But apparently it's, like, maybe a thing. I don't really know. Maybe someone tell us about it. Um, and the fans will do, like, really funny captions that it's, like, oh. I don't know. I think I've seen it on, like, a PewDiePie video. But he has, like, 100 million followers. So obviously. Oh. <laughs> Our, our um, audience grew from, like, 14 to 19 this week. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, please don't look at our viewership and judge us based on that. You know, we're, we're more than our subscriber count. And we don't have any child labor. It is just <laughs> two, two 27-year-olds acting like fucking 17-year-olds. I'm 22. Yeah, uh, I, sorry, I'm 18. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, actually, this is child labor. I'm fucking 16. <sighs> Man, where's my money? Also, we're not getting paid. So technically. <laughs> also, also <laughs> when, when are y'all going to start giving us money for this hard-earned content we get? Hello. For Bye the annoying coffee. content we put out. For the talking cabbages that are put out on this internet. You know, for being a talking cabbage, I feel like that's a great skill. You know, <laughs> not I'm many the cabbages best cabbage in the fucking head of uh cabbages. Okay, I'm so sorry. I know this is um a little off topic, but I just watched a new oh, honey, Christmas- we, we've been off topic. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched a new Christmas movie on Netflix. Um is it the one with Nina Dorbe? No, but I did watch that one after you talked about it. So, so cute. cute. So um, cute. Ugh, what is it called? I forgot, but it's about like a boy named Nicholas, aka Christmas, and oh. and it's just this like little boy who goes and finds an elf village, and it's basically it describes how like Saint Nicholas or like Santa Claus became Santa Claus. 
oh cool it's so super like cute rom-com no it's i could watch that though. yeah and it's it's um it's not like a cheesy you know hallmark i love hallmark christmas movies don't get me wrong but it's not like a cheesy christmas movie it's like an actual you know like i could do that then yeah, yeah. don't give me a romance movie right now because <laughs> depressed okay sorry back to the back sorry to the i was like i could go on and on, and on. we can go on do you i was i was going about christmas movies i was <laughs> going somewhere it. with that christmas movie it related i promise it's but okay, i lost the people want to hear it <laughs> i lost it it's okay we'll find it later probably not yeah oh child labor elves yeah yeah. <laughs> make that connection i got that i got that mm-hmm. um. <laughs> those child labor elves man. <laughs> so, speaking of child labor <clears throat> now the sudden lack of child labor laws i know there's like a disparity we'll talk about it a little bit But this lack of child labor laws in the UK, uh, I tried to find evidence of it in the US. I'm not 100% sure. But this one woman, Kate Williams, she's a historian. She seemed very official. And she said that when these child laborers stopped, labor laws stopped, that is actually when we switched from making Christmas, I guess, like pagan holiday ritual as we would maybe see it and shifting it to a child's festival, like a holiday where children can be celebrated they can be spoiled they can be given a lot of gifts and that's kind of where this fucked up tradition starts of like the kids waking up at five in the morning and jumping on the parents bed being like i can't wait to open all my presents yeah it's because we highly abused our kids and um, (laughs) they deserve our forgiveness one morning of this is our we're sorry (laughs) Sorry, we fucked up. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Uh, Happy Hanukkah. Merry Chrysler. Happy holidays. Sorry. I, I was going to say happy bat mitzvah, but that's... Isn't the Hanukkah, right? No. <laughs> I mean, Hanukkah oh, is Jewish, bat mitzvah is Jewish. Oh, it's, yeah. It's no, when you come of no, age. No, I get that. I get that. But little did we know that this new... Sorry, we fucked up by giving you child labor laws. Turns into now. Sorry, we fucked up by giving you poisonous toys that could actually kill you. So let's get into that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sorry, I told you this was a morbid-ish podcast. Hi. Well, I was so hoping yeah, it but- would be a little morbid. Oh yeah, I'm not going to be just historical. I'm definitely yeah. going to tell you about how some kids died. So let's okay. Get into that. <laughs> So, in the UK during the 18... I'm joking. I'm sorry. For those who oh, are me new, too. We're, we, we use laughter to accommodate trauma. Okay. So, this trauma, it's, it's actually kind of bad. So, in the UK during the 1880s through the 90s, annually, so like for a decade, this would go on, um, 154,000 infants would die annually 
I am not. I, I know, should have looked. I know. How many a day? Hey, Google. <laughs> what is 154,000 divided by 365? 154,000 divided by 365. How many? Approximately 421.92. 421.92. Whoa. A day. Baby, that's a lot. Whoa, oh, baby. Let me put that into perspective. Whoa, thank you for doing that. Shit, that's a lot. Sorry, fuck. Goosebumps. Yeah, that's a lot. Oh my god, wow. What the fuck? Yeah. I was even about to say, like, I, I don't know what the population was at that time, but screw the population. That's a that's a lot of dead babies. Well, what? I'm gonna get demonetized for saying that. But it's it, so like obvi fucking obviously if you saw or if your child survived doted upon doted upon and by this time in the uk the child labor laws were already gone so yeah, so wait Christmas how are they dying this is very much uh check out the drunk mystery in history where i talk about why hand washing is so important but we didn't have the education back then so i want to say that uh Oh my god, I'm so sorry, dude. You died in a mental institution and I can't even remember your name and you invented hand washing. But that dude. Yeah. He uh I want to say it was this it literally didn't become a thing until then. So like our our education of bacteria, as you will get into So like, the toys they were and, getting were basically infected and shit. Not even the toys, but it's just some because uh this was infants so under the age of one. So you're having kids not even making it to toddlerhood. You're having kids not even making it to being of age where you would go and work. Okay, so also, I'm so sorry. I think I did good. the math wrong because you said 154,000 kids died in the, oh God, in the decade. The no, per year. Annually. Oh, shit. Okay, I, I did, did the, math the math right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, sorry. No, it, it's... Uh, they were dying like so under the age of one it's yeah it, it's literally just like lack of knowledge of the bacteria of everything sick like disease illness i know like probably like obviously not clean water or shit like that too okay so um <laughs> thank you for bringing that up because i did read in like a mother's journal or like it was a brochure on how to i guess like uh it's like the oh my fucking god i can't think right now it's like the what to expect what when you're expecting book back in the 1800s for the uk and it would tell moms that you could drink like 20 pints of beer a day but you couldn't drink gin Speaking of Take the great again, I'm so sorry, but like, in um, you probably haven't seen the episode yet. I mean, there's different episodes where like oh, one episode she fucking trips shrooms, another episode no, she, she takes gets that, drunk. She obviously. takes that fucking line of gunpowder and lavender, and then she's like taking shots the whole time and she's pregnant. Yes, this is it's it's very like we're talking about the great on Hulu if you want to check it out, but it's very much like 
people back in the day were fucking drinking, smoking. I mean, smoking. even in the 1950s, they were drinking and smoking while pregnant. Even in the fucking whatever. 1970s. I mean, even now. Even now, let's be more real. Not to us. It, it, it's not to us, but, but others. Others, yes. And whatever. We're not like, whatever judging, you do, you. But, I mean, uh, I mean, definitely, if you're pregnant, don't uh, condone on taking not any type recommend. of drugs. Other than the recommended <laughs> glass of... Oh, okay, cutting that out. <laughs> A half know. glass of wine every six months or something. <laughs> every, every like, other day. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but I've never been pregnant, obviously. I've only been once. <laughs> well, yeah, but not it, that I've known of. <laughs> everyone's so annoyed. But <laughs> it's just very much... Um, times were different back then and not a lot of kids survived so the kids that would survive would be like yeah you would fucking spoil the shit out of them you would dote on them and you would give them toys that it's hard because you want to give your child everything but then you give them something that they want and little do you know that it's what's fucking killing them it's just terrible so due to this certain uh Due to the sudden surge in toys becoming popular, you would really see toy manufacturers producing a lot of wooden toys. And to this day, the best known preserver of wood is lead. Now, for those who don't know, lead is extremely bad for you. <laughs> it's in certain amounts, toxic. yes. In in what I read and in what some of the people were saying in the thing that I read, in technically any amount, no amount is good for you. I don't know why we legally allow it then, because as I will get into one of the cases later on, like it, there is a legal amount that is allowed in toys. Uh, and but other stuff too. Other products, yes. Uh, but according to this one woman who went on the documentary she was like any amount that you are exposed to is bad so Uh, you're telling me when i ate pencils in elementary school i'm dead oh yeah i i have a fun fact that i'm gonna spit out later on that one Mm -hmm. okay yeah i I didn't eat um, pencils but i swear to god like it's all over you you get pencil lead everywhere and a lot of the a lot of the children back then um the parents would be like oh they're having a really bad temper tantrum or like oh maybe they have adhd what we say now it's like no they had lead poisoning and that it was just the symptoms of it Um, maybe i have lead poisoning but during the time we knew that lead was toxic to humans as we were putting it in the wood preserver or uh, using it as a wood preserver but the the idea behind it and i guess why it was allowed was that someone thought that if we just used it as paint for the wood there would be no way for it to be transmitted into a child which at this point i'm like i know that you don't have a child because you don't understand that a kid puts literally anything into their fucking mouth. Mm -hmm. So what began to happen was that lead does not, unlike a lot of other poisons in nature, have a bitter taste to it. So when the kids would put the wood in their mouth and begin to suck on it, there wouldn't be any type of 
taste or reaction for them to go like, oh, that's gross. gross I yeah. don't need this in my mouth. Yeah. They would just be like, mm, keep sucking on it. Huh. Or <laughs> if something else, if they weren't putting it in their mouth, the paint would chip off due to normal wear and tear if it happened to get on their clothes or if it happened to get on their hands and then they later rub it again in their mouth. Yeah. And like you had said, it is not just toys that this is happening to. I'm talking about like you can still walk into a old house in the UK and if you do not have a little like radi or like a radioactive whatever, like you can get lead poisoning. It's not a radioactive detector or whatever, but you like under you get what I'm saying. Yeah. You can still be exposed to high amounts of lead if you go into some of these older houses because none of the shit was regulated. We just I mean and it's like still on a lot of our water, isn't it? You're gonna find well, yeah, and uh, and our toys too. <laughs> so, <sighs> and unfortunately for the children that were exposed to these high amounts of lead, it is way more damaging to a child than it is an adult because lead really focuses on the body's nervous system and for children their nervous system isn't even fully developed so when you start to see the effects of lead poisoning like i said you see the major temper tantrums it leads to like a lack of rationality you just you start to you get really irritable really quickly it's like you you just you can't be a fully functioning human and it's sad because we weren't able to test the amounts of lead that these children were exposed to we really don't know how greatly these kids were affected so we're really putting out a generation where we don't know this generation's full potential because we have severely inhibited it by exposing them to huge amounts of lead and to things that we thought were completely normal and completely okay to give to our kids and family members i mean and and to this day it's still a problem like i'll in there was in the u.s a lead poisoning that happened in the 70s and like the karens and the crazy people that you're seeing right now like it said that these are some of the people that were affected by lead poisoning. Like it's a rumor that because I'm not, (laughs) I'm going to get canceled for that. But a lot of the lead poisoning, like there was a spike in teen pregnancy in the nineties. It had to do with some lead poisoning that was going on. Like when you see lead leak into societies, you see society start to somewhat crumble it's like misbehave (laughs) it's the it's the entire reason why roman society crumbled is because they put lead lead in everything we have known since the roman society we found out because of them that lead was bad (laughs) yeah but to this day we still continue to put it into items and it's like i don't know if we do it to like dumb down our society or fucking what but we allow it and it is it's crazy when the government knows what's going on and they still fucking like i'm gonna get it yeah in the 2000s this is happening what the fuck so yeah sorry 
sorry. No, no, we're, no, no. We're getting into no, no, no. it. It's getting interesting, I know. <laughs> the most common sign of lead poisoning that would happen um, would be this gray, somewhat palette that would appear in the mouth of the victims, like right around the top right here. And they would be what we would refer to as Burton's lines because there was a physician named Henry Burton that discovered this in 1840. But unfortunately, by the time you discovered these gray lines, these symptoms, he had them in himself. your body mm-hmm, <gasps> from the lead poisoning. Wait, <laughs> wait, oh. what did you say? I, was, I said like. By the time he realized the symptoms, did he have the symptoms? Oh, I don't oh. think he had them. Oh, okay. No, sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't hear you right. Um, but it was said that by the time the blue-gray lines had appeared by the base of your gums, that there you couldn't... It was too late for you. Mm. You couldn't do anything to reverse the damage that was done to you. It's hard... I could definitely assume that you could possibly die from lead poisoning, but from what I understand, it's very much something that just, like, fucks you up. Inhibit, inhibits you, whatever. Yeah. It just, inhibit- like, fucks you up mentally. Yeah. Well, probably, yeah, multiple. And, yeah, so, like I said, despite the knowledge of these children coming with these gray lines on their teeth from fucking lead poisoning the government ignored it didn't really do anything about it uh so in fact when white lead was banned from indoor paint products in sweden poland czechoslovakia austria spain finland and norway in the 1920s the uk did not take suit in banning it until the 1970s 50 years later and about a hundred years after the original problem of lead poisoning was originally discovered hmm. what about in the u.s uh yeah don't don't, don't say us we're still figuring it out we're still figuring it out okay? <sighs> we're all fine <sighs> so yeah and i know i'm sorry i i talked some shit about the uk Sit down, sit down, angry people, because <laughs> here comes the U.S. to <laughs> show you how some dangerous toys actually work, because <laughs> you don't actually know shit. I'm about to tell you everything. Because, <laughs> I don't know why, so someone decided in 1950, we just got rid of child labor laws. What would be great, other than to make a toy that shows kids how nuclear plants work. Yeah, let's explain that. Yeah, I'm intrigued. In 1950, Gilbert's U-238 Atomic Energy Lab was dropped in stores everywhere in the States. (laughs) This was basically a kit that allowed children to create nuclear reactions using radioactive material. 
okay so not baking soda and what no. is it vinegar i don't know i never it, made a this volcano ain't your, this ain't your volcano explosion baby we're talking we're talking about a cloud chamber where you can actually witness alpha particles traveling up to twelve thousand miles per second for our europe listeners don't worry wikipedia did the conversion for me 19 million meters per second i'm gonna ask my mom if she has ever heard of that or seen it did she do it <laughs> mom did you partake because Probably she was born not. in 52 it, it it really wasn't thankfully this thing only lasted a year Ugh. and was pulled off the shelves and like only 500 were sold but still this thing okay so this thing also had a spin theroscopic what the fuck ever high if you're new here, I don't know how to pronounce things, but it basically gave you the results of whatever radioactive disintegration was going on in your chemical reaction. <laughs> and it also had an electroscope that would measure the radioactive material that your child is actually playing with. I'm I'm freaking out. There was one small there was one small warning. It was like <laughs> don't break the seal they gave one warning they said don't break the seals on any of the materials because because if you break the seal it's not going to harm you it's going to alter the radioactive like uh results of your fucking chemical reaction test but it would harm you yes yes it would cause copious amounts of cancer Yeah. Lovely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank God it, it was taken off the shelves. And like I said, only 500 were sold. I Because of that, it's probably hard for me to get a diagnostic on out of those 500 what the results well, like, were. I wonder what the happened government to make them only sell 500 sets and to make them pull it. Because <laughs> something had to have happened. <laughs> yeah. And they buried the shit out of that. It, I left I left this out. There was a glass blowing kit. Where you had to work with like 500 degrees Fahrenheit, 600 degrees Fahrenheit. I left that one out because actually it didn't it didn't make the cut. <laughs> if you want a part 2, please let me know. Yeah, so next up we have a good 90s toy so we're moving a little bit up. This is the Cabbage Patch Snack Time dolls. Uh, so this was released as, you know, the Cabbage Patch doll, but it chewed on plastic foods. Except when the motorized mouth was done chewing on the plastic foods, it would continue to chew, uh, sometimes chewing on the kid's fingers. <laughs> and when that wasn't good enough, gnawing on the kid's hair. So the it was said that like once this toy started started gnawing it had to be like forcibly shut off in order to stop it like one parent was like i had to like break it to get it to stop uh so there was an incident where a three-year-old girl's hair was ripped from the root and <laughs> i'm sorry i'm really not trying to laugh and left her completely bald on the back of her head 
Why did she have the doll back there? Well, it probably or was. Her like, hair was long, okay, and it just like true long hair. Uh, could you imagine the? As mom, soon as like, you said cabbage patch, I was like, oh my god, did I play with this toy? But no, it? I never. I I found I cabbage patches kind of not cute. Did not have that one, but Mattel would issue a recall. And give a $40 refund for anyone who had purchased the doll. Uh, but by the time the recall had been issued, around 500000 had been sold. Huh. So quite a, quite a lot. There were quite a lot of instances of children's hair being ripped out. <laughs> uh, this one had me fucking fucked up. Okay. Second to last one. And then the last one really got me. I had to throw it in because of who it was. This one is really popular and it surprised the fuck out of me because I do not remember reading this in the newspapers at all. So in 2007, we have our beloved aqua dots. Do you remember those? Aqua dogs? Aqua dots. You would make the aqua art dots. with the dots. And it, I just saw it on all the commercials. I wanted it so bad, but my mom never bought it for me. I may, I probably saw it in commercials, but I, pro I don't remember. It, good. <laughs> I wanted it. <laughs> I wanted it. I had the fucking intrusive. Oh, it's not intrusive. Yeah, it's intrusive, right? When you just like randomly want to do it. Anyways, I wanted it. I needed it. Thank God I did not have it because... Uh, the U.S. had to recall about 4.2 million of these popular bee toys when it was discovered that after swallowing these aqua dots, there was some kind of chemical in the dot that would make children vomit after they swallowed it. But it, and when it, was we, a, it wasn't meant to be ingested, though. It was like an art thing, right? No, yeah, but if it but was, like, a simple still... plastic bead, it would just, like, pass. Okay. It wouldn't cause someone to vomit. Because kids swallow weird shit all the time. Like, I just heard a TikTok about someone passing an AirPod. So, <laughs> I, like, you can, your stomach can handle some stuff that you don't, that it could, you don't think it could handle, it could handle it. Uh, but not this aqua beat, though. And so scientists were obviously like, what the fuck? That's actually really concerning. So what's going on? Because a two-year-old ended up swallowing several dozen and slipped into a comatose state. While another fell into a coma and had to be hospitalized for five days. It's hard for me to get information on if there was like any prolonged effects from this but I was able to find that like the kids were okay I don't think that anyone died from this but when scientists were like what the fuck is going on what's in this bead they found a chemical that I don't think should have ever been in there because the chemical in question was gamma hydroxy I said that wrong aka JHB aka the fucking date rape drug there were date rape drugs 
in these fucking aqueducts. And so when children would ingest them, they would date rape themselves. And in high doses, it can lead to you comatosing yourself. Been there. Uh, <laughs> but it wasn't planned. Well, yeah, no. And I was not two years old either. Jesus Christ. I wonder, yeah. like, why in the world or how, what, why, where, when does that make that product The work? CNN article like, why is it I necessary? read blamed it on it being a Chinese-made product <laughs> of course a lot of these and like the next one too they're like oh it's a chinese made product yeah like, we didn't okay. just start blaming china with covid yeah. okay it's, it's been going on okay forever. when did regulation become a thing it's when we started testing shit so obviously someone's not testing it literally someone in california for my next one that i'm talking about my last one the only reason that someone discovered it was they and this happened in 2007 when someone actually cares about doing random sporadic testing. But in California, they took a bunch of random games and tested it for lead. And what do you know? Everybody makes mistakes because our last toy. <laughs> yes, you did hear that right. I am talking about our beloved teenage idol, Hannah Montana, and her pop star card game. No way. Yes. So some random person in California decided to take a bunch of her pop star card games and test them for lead. And I believe he took like 27. Sorry, I did not write this down. But out of the 27, like nine of them. It, so it wasn't all but more than one, which is enough were discovered to contain at least 75 times the legal amount of lead that is allowed in game parts. <gasps> and we just regulated that shit right onto the shelves. And so, yeah, but that don't worry. Don't worry. That was not the only... Uh, slippage that happened because in 2007 alone some 42 recalls would happen due to toys being produced with too much lead in them in 2007 but not our hannah montana pop car starred game so little pop star card game though because due to a loophole where the toxic levels were found in the vinyl and not the paint of the game it's allowed and so the game was still sold. I wonder if Miley knows about this. I don't know if she does. Don't think she does. And if she does, she's staying quiet on it. Miley, let's hear your thoughts. I wonder if Hannah told her. I'm sorry, guys. It's the best I, of both worlds. Bad allergies. I don't think. I don't think she did. Like y'all get to see me blow my nose now. <laughs> You get to see all the mishaps in action. The sneezes, the coughs, the... The vape hits. The vape hit that I'm literally about to take. So, yeah. Yeah, that is my fucking... Holy crap! That's my mystery on why child labor laws turned into Christmas Day celebration turned into us creating games that killed our children. Okay, can um, does Amazon sell lead testing kits? Because I want to test these hands right now. 
okay the <laughs> the <laughs> thing is is that i don't think that you can test there's like not a test oh available. they took it out of our fucking hands because they don't i don't oh and that's why i get so confused it's like one we say that lead is bad at any amount and then two i read in some article that it's hard for you to test the amounts of lead so i'm the but then i'm like i i, I read something wrong there i read something wrong there but yeah don't lick paint <laughs> don't don't buy anything in america because it may have lead in it yeah so uh wow thank you Kristen. i wasn't expecting it to go that direction yeah i when i first started doing the research i wasn't either and then uh, i became highly concerned for every single toy that i've ever bought my child holy crap i definitely did a deep sweep I was like, not only do I now have to worry about choking hazards, I have to worry about my child getting fucking day raped <laughs> before he even goes out to the bars. Yeah. Holy crap. Mm. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Alrighty, Rooney. Alrighty, well, Rooney. Well, I'm super excited because you, uh, you pumped your story up, so I'm ready to be mystified, right? Well, I hope so. You may have heard it before. Um mine is just about a strange phenomenon that happens that has happened throughout history multiple times but my specific story happened on christmas eve in 1885 so we are on a farm near the seneca illinois area christmas eve 1885 matilda rooney Her husband, Patrick Rooney, and their farmhand, John Larson, were hanging out drinking, enjoying the eve of Christmas. They all had several drinks before, you know, retiring to bed uh, that night. So the farmhand, John, I guess, lived with his employers, Matilda and Patrick, So, that night, John awoke in the middle of the night, disturbed by a coughing fit, and he was kind of struggling to breathe, but he kind of shrugged it off and ended up, like, falling back asleep eventually. But when he woke up that next morning, which was Christmas morning, he noticed some soot on his pillow, you know, like some ash soot. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, So, like I said, he lived with Matilda and Patrick, so when he woke up and noticed the soot, he made his way downstairs, and uh, to his surprise, he found Patrick dead in his bedroom. I assume asleep in his bed. He didn't, it wasn't specified where in the bedroom Patrick was dead, but I assume in his bed. Matilda wasn't in the bedroom or anywhere to be found. So, John made his way to the kitchen, and what did he see? I'll tell you what it wasn't. It wasn't the remnants of cookies that Santa Claus had destroyed, but the remnants of Matilda. There was a large blackened hole in the kitchen floor, and near the hole was the charred remains of a human foot. Or feet. Just a foot? I'm, I'm pretty sure it was just like one foot, but it could have been both. Wait, but there's more, right? A pile of ash was left inside the hole, 
and along with the charred foot, that was all that was left of Matilda. <gasps> no. She had been reduced to about 12 pounds of ash. That's a fucked up fact. <laughs> the circumstances of what happened were shocking and mind-boggling because there was no damage to the home or any furniture from any kind of fire or whatever. So, And you said she was found in a hole in the house? Well... I mean, not like her body, but just ash. So there was a hole in the kitchen floor, and the charred remains of a foot or feet were near the hole. And then there was just like the ash of Matilda's body in the hole of the kitchen floor hole. What the fuck are you about to tell me? (laughs) Speculation. That John Larson may have murdered Patrick and Matilda was definitely circulating. But it just seemed impossible to start a fire like that without damaging any of the rest of the house. And there wasn't any kind of other reason to suspect foul play. Okay. So well, it, he's never, sorry, he's never like done anything so sorry what was the relation to this guy again to the couple so john was the farmhand for matilda and patrick so they were an elderly couple and um john was yeah very obvious he's the go-to right like why wouldn't you yeah um but it actually was determined that patrick passed away from smoke inhalation So, a fire of some sort would explain, you know, Patrick passing away from that, but it would also explain John Larson's coughing fit that he awoke from in the night. He slept on the second floor of the home behind a closed door, so that would kind of explain why maybe he didn't perish like Patrick did. Mm Mm-hmm. But it seemed like Matilda, on the other hand, was the victim of spontaneous human combustion. That's what I thought was going to happen, but what the fuck? I know. But then, uh, so her husband was just collateral damage for her randomly deciding to combust on Christmas Eve? That's a fucked up way to go. (laughs) I don't know if she just decided to, but... Like, honey, you couldn't be doing that while we were doing it. (laughs) Um, So, I don't know. You may be asking, what is spontaneous human combustion? I had, um, yeah, I kind of heard of this before. I believe I've heard this story maybe um, from another podcast. I don't think that I've heard of this particular story because I feel like I would have definitely remembered the husband, uh, but I've definitely have heard of a combustion. Yeah. In humans, yes. Mm-hmm. Spontaneously. So, <laughs> spontaneous human combustion or someone bursting into flames without being ignited by an external source has been a topic of debate for centuries. What the fuck? I know. Accounts of spontaneous human combustion date back to 1641, but gained more recognition when Charles Dickinson killed off one of his main characters in his novel Bleak House 
by spontaneous human combustion. Maybe it's like a sleep paralysis where like <laughs> once you know Don't tell me exists, that you can spontaneously combust. <laughs> Fair uh, warning, don't listen to this podcast if you think you're going to combust. <laughs> well, I'll get into <laughs> fair warnings later uh, so when charles dickinson was challenged by critics about spontaneous human combustion like being bullshit basically uh, charles pointed out research showing historical cases of the phenomenon in more recent years, cases of spontaneous human combustion have been suspected when fire departments and police find themselves with a burnt corpse with undamaged surroundings, such as the building they're in or the furniture surrounding them, etc. Yeah. Human bodies are composed of mostly water, as we may know making its only highly flammable properties fat tissue and methane gas. So the possibility of spontaneous human combustion seems very low, and many scientists totally dismiss this whole phenomenon. They basically say that human error is most likely the cause of such cases, such as, you know, like a lit cigarette, catching you um, on fire or a I've match cases where it's not you know is uh, there anything found around her that she could have potentially i mean i know there was a hole in the kitchen and the kitchen maybe has some fire but like it didn't specify oh. if she was like next to the stove or the hole is next to the stove or if there was a fireplace it didn't specify but you can imagine some sort of fire i guess being easily equated you're in the kitchen and in the 1800s there was probably a fireplace in the kitchen so her body was over it and she said i'm done (laughs) (laughs) in cases where spontaneous human combustion seems possible victims are often found near a fire source making it likely that someone accidentally set themselves on fire while doing something what if they farted too hard (laughs) It was just the toot that went too far. You know what? That's a total possibility that I didn't include in my notes. Oh my god. (laughs) What if it was was literally like they were just a little too gassy that day? It's like, oh my god. I think I figured it out, guys. Oh my god. (laughs) Uh, She just tooted a bit. Oh, sorry. It's okay. (laughs) You're a valid human. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) Lady that combusted. So, since victims are often found near a fire source, it kind of makes it seem likely that someone could accidentally set themselves on fire while doing something like smoking or lighting something with a lit fire, playing with fire, (laughs) who knows, Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, it goes on. So, apparently... The human body would have to reach a temperature of about 3,000 degrees Fahrenheit or 1,648 Celsius degrees in order to be reduced to ashes. So those who are not skeptic of uh, spontaneous human combustion point out that bacteria, obesity, static electricity, stress, 
And last but not least, and more commonly, excessive alcohol consumption. Fuck, I'm gonna blow up. (laughs) Consumption equals combustion, y'all. I'm stressed. (laughs) I know I have enough liquor in me to kill a small child. Oh, man. Well, it was nice knowing y'all. Bye. I mean... I think God hates me too much to let me spontaneously combust into ash, so I think I'll live to tell another day. I don't know. I should have tried to find, like, a more recent case of it, maybe to make this a little longer and more relative, but (laughs) it's definitely a thing, so... I definitely am concerned that I'm going to combust now. In 2012, a British biologist, Brian J. Ford, shared his findings from experiments he had done uh, with or about combustion. Mm -hmm. So, according to Brian J. Ford, a buildup of acetone in the body could lead to spontaneous combustion. Mm -hmm. And a buildup of acetone can be caused by alcoholism, diabetes, or certain types of diets. So, it's very possible that alcohol consumption caused Matilda Rooney to spontaneously combust. I don't want to hear. We literally have a podcast with the name wine in it. Sarah, you're trying to tell me. I know. So next time you're like drinking by a fire or something. So maybe now put your drink down. Just be careful. (laughs) Think about your life choices. Maybe just step away from the fire and keep drinking. I don't know. (laughs) Step away from the stove. Step away from anything in life that could make you combust. And you'll you'll be good. Yeah. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. If the other things we talk about don't kill you first. (laughs) Uh, But a local legend (laughs) was that... Matilda suffered divine retribution for drinking too much on Christmas Eve. So that's what caused her to perish. I should have been killed like five Christmas Eves ago. (laughs) Yeah. Shit. People are mean. Yeah. (laughs) I wonder how much she actually drank. Like, was it a lot? Probably. It didn't specify. But it doesn't mean that she should get shamed for it. Right. I I assume they were drinking liquor, even though it didn't specify. And, you know, most sources said they drank several drinks before retiring to bed. So we literally talked about how pregnant women were allowed to have beer. So shit, maybe if they thought of her as an alcoholic, maybe she kind of was. Fuck. I don't know. Did not I don't think that, that was, was it, though. I don't think they saw her as an alcoholic. They just figured the way the the reason why that's like getting that's today cirrhosis of the liver. It's like, <laughs> oh, you spontaneously combusted means you're an alcoholic. They're like, well, you drank too much on the eve of Jesus's birthday, so you deserve to die. It's bullshit. So- <laughs> Jesus said, "Turn your blood into wine, and fuck, or turn your." water and combust (laughs) thank you for that lovely episode please do not cancel 
Um, and that was my story <laughs> on spontaneous human combustion. So I know mine was short. I'm sorry. But uh, the fact that Matilda Rooney combusted on Christmas Eve at some point was just crazy to me. And the fact that spontaneous human combustion has a historical record and even has even been mentioned by names such as Charles Dickinson is um like I'm actually terrified now to drink near a fire even though I'll probably no. do it next weekend you're too skinny to worry I'm not obese but I am stressed I mean I am too but uh we would need to have it's that fat and I don't drink liquor really helps you dissolve mm-hmm I think we're good. But it was hopefully. A- we'll see. If you know anyone who has combusted, let me know. <laughs> if you have any combustion stories, any you don't even have to spontaneously if you purposely combusted someone, you know, just accidentally <laughs> combusted someone. We want to hear about it. Send us an email. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't hear about it. I it guess. can be anonymous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm talking... Okay, when I say combust, like, you accidentally fucking lit your cousin on fire during Thanksgiving because you were playing with a lighter. Okay, like, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't want to hear your murder confessions. Oh I want to hear some lighthearted shit my about, best you friend into accidentally, <laughs> about you accidentally lighting people on fire, but you didn't mean to, but you accidentally did it, but then you put them out and they were safe in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Is that better? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think, I think uh, we've had enough White Claw. I think uh, we've said enough things to cancel ourselves for the next decade. Uh, I think that's it. <laughs> It's time to call it a wrap on the first uh, YouTube video. Video that is not with the red background. So you're welcome. Thank you for joining, Sarah. Amazing story. Thank Cheers you. You as well. To you being a amazing storyteller Cheers. as always. It's I always have. easy to edit yours and uh, <laughs> fuck me. Um. I have to edit mine. But until next time, guys, uh, be sure to follow us on our socials. Also, leave us five stars. It really helps. But if you want to follow us for images and all the latest and greatest. At R-A-R-W podcast. And yeah, send us all your combustion stories, <laughs> except uh, murder confessions. I don't know if I'm ready to hear Please that. Please no, we don't need to be involved. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't need to be called to court. I barely want to go to jury duty. But yeah, if you want to send us an email about really anything at all, feel free to send us one. Red rum and red wine podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> and we're going to keep trying this movie thing until this video thing <laughs> until... Uh, until we don't want to try no more so yeah hopefully that is never but yeah hopefully it's hopefully it works hopefully it's until uh bye bye